Hi, I'm Brett Maverich, the creator of Sudan's Runaway Brides. So much of this story comes down to freedom. The freedom offered by the United States of America to its citizens, immigrants, refugees, and asylees. Much of the difficulty that the Sudanese population in Kansas City is facing comes down to a clash between traditional gender roles experienced by couples in Sudan and the freedoms afforded individuals, namely women, once they arrive in the United States. But these freedoms are not free, and have come at the cost of countless servicemen and women, some of whom paid the ultimate sacrifice with their very lives. And the fight for freedom is a topic familiar to the Sudanese who came here seeking refuge. Many had fled for their lives from vicious government genocides that took place over a ten-year period. Others took up arms and fought for their families, their homeland, and their freedom. Kwat Noor was an SPLA rebel fighter for ten years before he came to America. He came of age during a civil war that started before he was even born, and took up arms from 1985 to 1995 in order to protect freedom, largely the freedom of religion. I sat down with him and he explained how he came to join the SPLA. The war in, in Sudan, it was before I was even born. Uh, that was in 1955. Uh, right. Then the war continued for 10 years, uh, one decade, until 1972, they signed a peace agreement. And then again, it started in 1983. <clears throat> and, and then at that time, I, I finished high school. That was in 1980. I finished high school in 1983. And I joined the Sudanese People Liberation Army in the late of, uh, I mean, in the 1985. Yes. And I, I went to Ethiopia, um, in the border of Ethiopia, where we we get training, and we went back to southern Sudan to to fight along the border. And we liberated so many so many cities at that time when I was there. Nor was only 17 years old at the time of some of the heaviest fighting. He told me about the difficulties of his life as a soldier, how even when he was not in combat, he was in a battle to survive. We didn't have food. We depend on, on uh, animals, go and hunt and kill the animal and eat to survive on. Or local civilians who are in the farms where we go and ask them to collect some food for us. You may have one uniform on you for a month. So that's where you can get in and change. After we capture the city, if they run away or we kill them all. And then we change, we eat, we find a good place to sleep and enjoy it for a while before they retreat and come back. Or uh, the government will send another convoy. I tried to imagine what I was doing at Noor's age, going to college, playing frisbee, deciding what profession best suited me. How different from these young men who were at the prime of their youth, fighting heavily armed government forces, never knowing where their next meal would come from. But the worst was yet to come. 
nor told me of the heaviest fighting he experienced, a scene that stays with him till this day. One of the, one of the fights that I, I, I remember, which is still haunting me after now, it was a fighting between us, the, 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 the southern Sudanese. You know, there are some people who went to, to the government to be recruited as a militia and were sent to come and fight us. So one time the, the Sudan armed forces recruited them, equipped them, and sent them to, to the border where our recruits cross to get their training and then go back. Because we, have, we were using the jungles of Ethiopia and South Sudan in the border where we do some training. Mm. So they didn't want the recruits to cross the border. And we were, our post where I was, it was on the river, in the Bengal River. And they came through the river and attacked us one night. So the fight was for 14, 14 days and 14 nights. Because at night time they attack us. And then at daytime, the, the Sudan armed forces, they will be sending motor shells, records to, to bombard our area. So at the daytime we are just waiting in our foxhole like this. And at night time, they will come and attack. And we killed a big number of them. And so we, we ran to the river to get some water. We opened the heavy fire so that it can run away at daytime. And then we, everybody can have a bucket of water and run to that river to get water. And in that river, there are so many bodies floating in the river. So you push the body away and scoop the water with a bucket and run back to your foxhole. We do that at daytime to get water, and then at night, the fighting, the, the, the fighting will break out. That, 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 that fight, that, that war, the fight at that time is still fresh in my mind. Every time when I am sick or when I'm depressed, it come back, it, you know, I get a flashback about that war. Noor only retired from the SPLA when an illness forced him to stop fighting. He had ulcers, no doubt somehow related to the constant stress of being at war for 10 years. Not long after he hung up his uniform, he came to the United States as a refugee. But in a few short years, a new terror reared its ugly head, the 9-11 terrorist attacks. In part two of my interview with Noor, I'll look at why so many Sudanese, after they thought they had left war behind them, felt compelled to re-enlist, this time to fight for freedom beneath a different flag.